Hey, welcome to Life in the Leadership Lane. I'm your host, Bruce Waller, where I get to talk to leaders that are making a difference in the workplace and in our communities. What did they do to get started? And what are they doing to stay there? And oh my goodness, here we are. Season five. I cannot believe it's season five. We're in 2024 and we are starting off with a bang because I have an incredible guest that I've had on my list for getting on the show for a while. And today we're going to talk to Stephanie Joseph. Stephanie, well, she's a human resources technology consultant at Lockton Companies. She's certified with her SBHR, her SHRM SCP, and I'm sure a lot more than that. She's also the 2013, that's been about 10 years ago, Stephanie, HR Southwest Conference Director. How are you doing? Good to have you on the show. Good. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to finally made this list. <laughs> and I'm glad you're here too. I Speaking of the HR Southwest Conference, it's funny because you were the 2013 uh, conference mm-hmm. director. I was 2012 president and I always like to start the show off kind of reflecting. And we met each other through the Dallas HR, uh, HR Southwest mm-hmm. Conference Circle. But I remember a time, and, and you and I have laughs about this, but do you remember the time <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, we were at the SHRM conference and I remember yeah. you and I were walking through the vendor exhibit and all of a sudden out of the loudspeakers, they call your name and it was like, I want to, it feels like there were 20,000 people in the exhibit hall and they all like parted the sea and you ran down because you were the, uh, you were called to win the the big prize. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah, it was just like that. And it did feel, and it felt like it was a mile long. I don't know. It was just the exhibit hall, but yeah. And everyone's like high-fiving me. Like I had really done something great and I just have lucky of the draw and won some cash, but yeah, <laughs> it was so funny. It's one of those milestone markers, right? Like it, it'll stick with me and it's it a fun event. It was a fun time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. I still remember that. And, and by the way, those exhibit halls are big, so it could have been yes. close to a mile. <laughs> uh, hey, and then of course uh, you and I just uh, attended the HR Southwest conference uh, in Fort Worth uh, for 2023. I believe that was in September. Uh, what'd you think about mm-hmm. that conference? Oh, it's always great. And like you said, I, you know, while I was there, I realized it's been 10 years since I was the director. Um, and I've been my 20th year of attending the conference. And mm. so I, I've never missed it. Um, even like right after having my, my kids, or even when I was out of the workplace for a while, I still found a way, even if it was just for a day or a few hours. Um, it's, it's an amazing event year after year, and it continues to grow and evolve and so glad to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I, it's funny how time just flies. I know I, I, I kind of I chuckled there because I'm, you know, I'll tell people, yeah, I said Dallas HR president, but that's 2012. And it's like forever ago, it feels like, but uh, not only learned so much and grew in our leadership through those roles, but we connect with people. I uh, was actually just pulling the, up this picture. And for those who uh, <laughs> cannot see or not watching the video, it's a picture of uh, myself and Kim and Letty and Laura. And we were all talking about the podcast and how it's time you get on the podcast. So I'm so glad (laughs) they called you out. (laughs) (laughs) They called me out. So here you are. Hey, let's, uh, let's, let's get into this. I I would love for you, you you work for the locked in companies. I would love for you to share just a brief highlight for those who don't know uh, who are the locked in companies and how do you serve your customers? Yeah. So locked in Grandscope is the world's largest privately held insurance brokerage. Um, so everything from property and casualty insurance to 
what most in this world are familiar with, your health, your welfare, insurance. I, I learn every day different types of insurance. The other day I was talking to a coworker and they said they're not insuring cryptocurrency. And I was like, wait, what? We do what? So I feel like if there's something that needs to be insured, they, they probably have a line for it. Um, and then within that, we, you know, Lockdown wants to fully service our customers. So we have um, some groups of consultants like myself who will help with, with anything. You know, I work a lot with our, we have a team who will help with, you know, compliance or compensation or employee engagement of consultants to help with that. Um, and then my team very specifically is on the uh, HR technology piece. I always say we have three kind of main points that you can either help to optimize, which you currently have, or go to market to find a new system or help kind of project manage and oversee implementation, right? Because I've been doing this for, for many years um, and, you know, kind of help I say translate between the tech companies and the client, <laughs> you know, so when they ask for this, what does that probably mean in your day-to-day -day world um, or different systems use different terminology. And so just kind of helping to provide that expertise and, and streamline to make implementations a little bit less painful. What I love about that though, is for those who don't know you, and we're getting ready to hear your story, but you've been on the uh, HR practitioner side, mm -hmm. you've been on the technology yeah. side. And so here you are now in this role, being able to integrate like no other. And, and I always talk about how it's easy to look back and see how clear your path has been. But when you're looking ahead, you don't know, like you, you, you couldn't see when you were an HR manager back in the day, what was ahead. And now doesn't it feel good to be able to uh, have all this experience to be able to do what you do today? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I never, I kind of even, I think resisted technology early on. Um, you know, I didn't want to be labeled a technology person just because I was young and they just dumped that stuff on me. Um, but at some point I, I embraced it and realized I liked it. Um, and, you know, it, it has definitely helped in my role. You know, when I can say I spent 10 plus years as an HR manager, you know, I've been in your shoes, I've seen your side of it. So that now as I've transitioned over to the vendor side, um, you know, I can kind of see both perspectives a little bit better and it's absolutely helped. I love that. I, I just wrote down the word embrace. And if you're listening right now, get out your journals, get out your pen. There's going to be a lot of good uh, information here that you're going to, you're going to love. Hey, well, let's get into this. I would like, I've known you for a long time, but I'm sure there's some things I don't know about Stephanie Joseph. I mean, share your story. Where did you grow up and how in the world did you get started in your career and what led you to uh, being a consultant today? Yeah, I know. I love this one of those parts of your podcast because you have a lot of my friends on, right? And, and colleagues. And I'm like, oh, I had no idea. So this is always a fun segment to listen to. So yeah, I was born in Vernon, Texas, mm. a little small town. We say West Texas, but it's really out kind of by Wichita Falls. Okay. Um, and then, then from there, I moved to Dallas. So I went to UNT. Mm -hmm. or as I kind of got my undergrad. Go Ming Green um, for all you yay, UNT. Yep. I know you, you always make the Frenchies truck on your birthday. And I'm like, how did he get on the Frenchies <laughs> truck? That's, if, you, if you're in Denton, you know, that's like a huge deal. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I studied, started out in psychology hmm. and wanted to, I was like, well, I probably should have a minor. I'll, I'll do business. That seems practical. Um, I studied and kind of got into HR, which overlapped a lot with industrial and organizational psychology. 
Um, towards the end of my time at UNT, I had a professor, uh, Dr. Ledgerwood, which everyone from UNT is very familiar with Donna, um, you know, just kind of helped me really embrace the HR aspect of it and helped me see that that's what I liked more. So I went ahead and finished my degree in psychology, didn't want to change at that point, went on to get my master's and I've got an MBA focused in HR and just to kind of help, you know, round out that HR experience. Um, did that at the University of Dallas. And while I did my master's, I also worked for the city of Frisco. Mm -hmm. So that was my first job. So they, they were wonderful. They had a really good internship program um, and, you know, just kind of really embraced, you know, a, a young professional and, and helping us get some good experience. Moved up from there over the next 10-ish years, like we said, you know, in different HR roles, moving up to be an HR manager. Then kind of got to the point, you know, honestly, I was really kind of burned with employee relations. Hmm. And I felt like I wasn't able to give back the way I wanted to. I was, hmm. you know, just more stuck in paperwork and, you know, started doing a lot of kind of self-reflection and what I wanted to do. Um, looked, you know, that time was like Marcus Buckingham and the Strength Finders, you know, was, was fairly new and coming out. And so, you know, I went through his exercise. And, and landed in tech and realized that that's what I like. It's what peop, other people said I was good at. Mm. You know, I think that's one of the things is like, what do other people mm. see in you? And I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe I don't see it, but others do. So embrace that. Went to ADP, spent six years with ADP. Um, absolutely wonderful experience with them. Um, learning the tech side, the vendor side of the business. Um, moved on to go to a global payroll company because I always wanted to work in the global aspect of my career in the HR world. So did a global career for a while, then took a, took a didn't mean to take the long break. So, you know, kind of had, God was speaking to me. I really felt I needed to, to, to take a break. I didn't know why. Um, it was a real kind of leap of my faith of, mm. you know, and I remember going to my husband and being like, I'm going to sound crazy, but I, God is telling me to leave and, and rest. And I don't know why, mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, luckily he, he was on board and, you know, our kind of in time, you know, we thought like, oh, about six, eight weeks, you know, let me figure out what's next. <laughs> um, so by the time I left, then comes March of 2020, mm. I'm thinking I'm going back to work. The world has other plans. <laughs> My husband works in healthcare. So he, he's a consultant for um, an infectious disease company, as well as some other groups. So his world flipped upside down. He's working around the clock. So ended up, that turned into about a two-year break. Wow. Um, and my career was very scary. You know, I, I never thought I'd be a stay-at-home mom. Um, I thought it would be the death of my career. And then, you know, after some time, I... You know, was thinking. I use my your find your lane. I got my book here. Oh, I love that flurry. But you know, I, and again, I started thinking like, what do I want to do when I go back? You know, do I want to go traditional HR? Do I want to go in the tech space? And so again, it was a lot of, you know, talking to friends and reading their mm -hmm. books and mm -hmm. you know, going back to the strength finders and and, and prayer and like, hey, where do I want to be? And mm. uh, and and tech was it. You know, something that you know. Somebody told me was, what do you find yourself doing for free? Mm. And um, I, I was doing a lot of, I'll say, consulting work 
for for friends during that two years. And it was always around tech space. You know, I was helping them find their tech technology, helping them implement technology. And so I was like, well, if I'm willing to do this for free, I, I must like it. I must mm. be pretty good at it. <laughs> and, and so uh, I was lucky enough to get on with Lofton and, you know, they, they've fully embraced my background and my experience. And I'm very lucky to have come back from a, a break even a step further along in my career. And it's been wonderful. Oh my goodness. There is so much here. I love that. Yeah. Little little did you know, you thought it was going to be a six to eight week break and the pandemic arrives. The next thing you know, is two years later. I do want to dive into, and by the way, how big is Vernon, Texas? For those who don't know, is that like, sounds like maybe 5,000 people or less. Yeah, we're around 10,000 now. Okay. It's, it's gotten okay. smaller since I've left. Yeah, right small now. town. America. I used to work in Wichita Falls for a very short time, so I know I know Vernon. Yeah. And and yes, Dr. Donna Ledgerwood is an icon uh, around Absolutely. UNT. She's been a mentor for many, many people. I do want to uh, stop here for a second, though, and uh, pause here at this self-reflection for a second, because, you know, I think a lot of people are they, they think that, Hey, am I doing what I need to be doing or want to be doing, or do I need to pivot? And you said, Hey, I did a lot of self-reflecting and I think that's important. I'm, I'm curious. Do you like, do you keep a journal or did you just like, you know, just kind of purposefully say each day, I'm just going to talk to different people. Talk about like that self-reflection process. I know you also brought up the strength finders. I think that's important too. So I'm bad about, I don't follow the rules. I'm not a journal. I'm not good at journaling. I I probably don't do And even with strength finder. I didn't do it exactly like you Mm -hmm. said to do it. Um, it, It's more a lot of mental, you know, when I'm going for walks or getting ready Mm. for bed, that kind of stuff. And, and I kind of just do the exercises in my head and, and, connecting with people. <laughs> I think that's so important because a lot of times we don't realize though, the value it doesn't. And, and what you, I appreciate the way you shared that because it's not about there's a right and wrong way, but there, but we should always be thinking about uh, is this where we want to be, or is this where we want to go, or is this who we want to be? Um, I think that's a very important process, mm-hmm. part of the process. And I've also done the strength finders too. And I'm, I'm probably like you, I like just wanted to do it, just kind of see where I fit and then just to be aware of it, but I've never really done anything with it. Right. It's it's interesting. And, you know, you, you mentioned it earlier. I never in a million years thought this is where I was headed with mm-hmm. my career. Um, complete, you know, I, mean, I very early on found HR, you know, and, and that was what I wanted yeah. to do in that space, but, but never this side of it and the feedback from others has really kind of helped also drive and be open to listening to that. Yeah. I think that's where I was going to go with that too, is that you really leaned on to your network. You really leaned on to, Hey, and I'm sure you were probably asking questions like, Hey, do you enjoy what you're doing? You know, and, and trying to figure out, you know, if it aligns with them and then they give you feedback and you're like, Oh, I never really thought of it that way. It's so important, yeah. like developing that network, I would say is probably the, one of the most important things I did in my career. What What would you Absolutely. say about, about that too? Was that helpful for you as well? Oh, a thousand percent. So, you know, as we talked before, you know, about the HR Southwest Conference and, yeah. you know, being this 
October will be my 20th year to volunteer with a conference yeah. as well. So yeah. as soon as I went, I knew that's where I needed to be. Um, and it's, it's a reunion, you know, it's a homecoming and, but we talk, you know, year round and it's, you know, from helping me get jobs early on to, you know, I think about some of the things that I did early on and I probably, I cringe like, oh my gosh, here's this young girl right out of college and I'm surrounded by HR directors and high level professionals. And like, I was probably the dumbest person. Mm. (laughs) They never made me feel that way. You know, Mm. I I see that now, Mm. but never at the time. And, you know, Diane McClendon, who ran the organization for so long, you know, I'm forever grateful because when I, I started wanting to volunteer, and there wasn't necessarily a role for me. Um, she found one, mm. and you know, and had had she not created that opportunity for someone, I assume she saw it potential in. Um, who knows if it would have stuck? You know, we've got people I talk to every day, and and it's critical. I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought her up. She was a great mentor for me, and I always like to talk about mentors, people that have helped us get to where we are. Uh, and, and you've talked about Dr. Ledgerwood, obviously, and Diane McLennan. Uh, t- talk about maybe a couple of mentors that have helped you on this journey and what made them such a great mentor. Kind of reflecting about this and listening to some of your podcasts as I prepared and anticipating what some questions might be. And, you know, really, honestly, I've only been involved in one like official mentor program, and that was with ADP. You know, they had us prepared, you know, paired up with someone. um, And that was a wonderful experience. Um, But then I started thinking about who I consider a mentor. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. You know, it, it, it was just all a lot of managers or, you know, friends who were further along in their career that I've just naturally spent time with and I've learned from. Um, so it's kind of a, a different thought around the mentor aspect of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've been very fortunate to work with some, some great managers, um, and in college and, you know, my, my, my boss now, you know, um, Brianne and then her boss, my VP, Brad are, are just phenomenal. You know, they create the time they've helped me expand my knowledge so much. And needed whether you realize you're being a mentor or not. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I love that because a lot of times uh, the the best mentors are not formal, right? It's and, and yeah. one thing I was sharing is like, you know, you you were a leader for this great you know HR conference, one of the largest regional conferences in the country. And what's what's cool about that, and and for me for Dallas HR was that you got to see like what good looked like and not good looked like. So people oh, were yeah. like mentors in a in a quiet way and i've learned so much from people and i probably couldn't even you know there's so many people i don't even know but i've watched them and i've become yep. better because of them and i i love that well 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 let me ask you this okay so we talked about you know this career and uh, a lot of people have similar careers like they start out and they just are just zigzagging almost until they figure out that lane that they want to be in was there a moment when you found like, okay, you said, Hey, I took a pause. I want to try to figure out what I want to do. Then you finally landed in technology. Once you did that, was there like a moment when you said, this is it? Or have there been moments that have said, I I really found my purpose. I really feel like this is where I'm meant to be. You know, I guess I really have two pivotal points 
right in, in my career. Yeah. And that was, you know, when I was in traditional HR and I'm like, do I stick with this or do I want to switch to tech? You know, and the, that was kind of a, mm-hmm. a zig, if you will. <laughs> and then, you know, as you said, then when I'm coming back, you know, what what lane am I going to, to find myself in now? So, yeah, I think sometimes you just kind of have to be open to opportunities. Mm. And you know what what's there and what makes sense and and being willing to to say yes even though it might not be exactly what you think you wanted. Mm. <laughs> um, say yes and and give it a shot. I think I think that's the key is like what you just said. You have to be open. A lot of times we're just like ah that just doesn't feel right and we don't say yes but we don't really know right where that could right, yeah. lead and so we just have to like be open to listening and really understanding kind of kind of that you know where that's going well, well let's talk, let's talk leadership here you talked a little bit about your consultant role i would love for like just the people listening if they said hey i've never really thought about like a global technology consultant like what's your like w- w- what do you do every day and 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 how do you help how do you help others one of the big things i mean kind of how i ended up here specifically is you know again having spent six years implementing technology with ADP, I saw a a lot of the gaps, right? Where people either they're paying for technology and not just ADP specific, this is every vendor, you know, they're paying for something and they're not fully utilizing it. Or, you know, a lot of times it's just easier to fix it (laughs) Mm. than going out to market. So, you know, it kind of drove from that and that desire within me to help people. Mm. And it's like, hey, you know, let's just, let's do a better job with what we're already doing. And mm. and that's kind of how I, I ended up here and it's, it's been great. Yeah. I think about, um, you know, I'm right. I'm finishing. I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm about to finish another book uh, that's coming out very uh, soon. Yes, and awesome. yeah. And it's really around um, having uh, moving your career from success to significance. And you personally have had, great success and i always talk about you know success is when you're able to help yourself get to where you need to go and then significance is really where you move beyond that and you're really helping others and to me it sounds like you've kind of positioned yourself in a role where you can have like some significance how important is that for you in a career and 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 for those listening uh share your thoughts around that yeah kind of like you said you know i think you know that is moving from you know, success feels very like either personal or one entity oriented to significance. And that's helping the greater audience or the greater good. And I mean, I still got plenty of time left to work, but I do feel, you know, kind of at that point in my career of, okay, how am I going to, you know, make a a lasting impact Hmm. and, and be significant? And, you know, some of that is, you know, with my clients, you know, again, just hopefully making their lives easier, making their jobs easier. You know, what I do isn't life changing. I'm not saving the world any particular day, but, you know, I've always taken it very important that a lot of what I do is, is people's payroll, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter or anything like that, but, you know, in some simple terms, my job is to make sure people get paid. And, you know, if people don't get paid, they don't get all the things that they need. And so, you know, it's keeping them like, no, yeah, it's, you know, kind of making that 
you know, what's significant and how to look at the bigger picture and, and take that into account. I'm really excited about this message because I feel like yeah. a lot of people feel like you as well as I, and, and that is a lot of times we think we're just doing this, but yet mm -hmm. we don't realize that the people's views on the other side is, for example, payroll. Like if I didn't get a check, I couldn't make my house payment and I couldn't, exactly. my, I would have all kinds of problems. So they are like really providing, like, I mean, they're in this role of really this significant role and they don't mm -hmm. realize a lot of people just say, oh, we're just here to cut a check, but it's really more than that. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I mean, you've been in technology, you landed in technology, it's continuing to change. Is this going to continue? And I'm just curious, just from your perspective, it feels like to me, so so in relocation, uh, a lot of uh, relocation companies now have this technology to where companies just can go in kind of like Amazon, pick their moving services and go. But I still feel like people need or want to talk to people. Yep. Is, what, are you, yep. what are your thoughts on that? Yes, a thousand percent. You know, the I'd say the number one reason clients come to us is for service. Maybe their vendors not, you know, maybe there's one or two features, something's lacking, but it, it always comes down to, I'm not getting the service that we need. And, you know, as, as an industry, we, we fail in that, um, you know, all vendors have their good days, but, but as a whole, um, that's definitely somewhere I think our, that industry could, could really concentrate on. And, you know, everybody's talking about AI and chat and bots and, and all that is great. Um, but, you know, we're seeing a couple of vendors who are moving more to that model and leaving the service model. And, and it's, it's concerning. I mean, it, it puts big red flags for us in terms of, you know, am I going to be able to recommend you to a client if they're not going to get the help they need? Um, there's also a whole new market building, growing very quickly of, you know, people like myself or, or there's other companies and that's essentially what they do is they're the customer service support for your vendor, right? So they don't own the technology, they don't do the technology, but, you know, instead of calling into, you know, the tech company's customer service team or chat or an email that you don't hear back from, um, there, there's companies now that that's all they do is they're the technology expert and you can call into them. And so, you know, it, it's a fine balance. And, you know, I was laughing with some friends recently. My, I have a nine-year-old daughter and a lot of her friends are getting home phones. Mm. You know, we all think this next generation is, is nothing Okay, did you technology. say a home phone? Yes, they're getting <laughs> home phones. I love that. And, you know, it's that, you know, a few years ago, flip phones came back and people started going back to, to that. And now... Now they're all getting home phones because we don't want them with cell phones. We don't want them with social media and technology and, and, and that's enough for them. And so, you know, I think we all have a tendency to, oh, we have to embrace this whole new thing and, mm. you know, maybe not totally leave all the old stuff behind. <laughs> too. Such a great point. I will tell you, um, <laughs> I even see in RFPs, everybody wants to know, do you have apps and do you have all these things, but yet when they, finally implement they want to talk to somebody i'm like well yep. i thought you wanted yep. an app you know it's it's almost <laughs> like they just want to know that you have it uh but i think service will always be king um it it just will be and so i appreciate you sharing that hey well i want to uh here we are we're in the, we're in the new year 
And I always talk about how it's a nice time to reset. I mean, you got an opportunity to reset back in 2020, uh, but just a reset. And I, I was just wondering your thoughts on uh, the new year. Do you like personally, and I know we talked a little bit about self-reflection, but do you, you know, do you plan out your year? Do you set goals? Uh, what's your, like, what's your year look like from the start? So probably not a good person to ask because <laughs> I don't do a good job with, I like journaling. I'm supposed to, but I never do. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of, I'm not the, you know, sit down and, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of it is maybe just with my industry, December and early January are extremely busy times. Okay. And for us, right? Yep. And so there's just not a lot of time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the typical person who sets my New Year's resolution and self-aware enough to know that I, I flop on those very quickly, like most people. Um, and so realize maybe that wasn't the best path for me. And so, you know, just take more now, more of like a year round approach. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of that could be, you know, so we do performance reviews in June. And so, you know, I find a lot professionally kind of that May, June timeframe is where Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of my goal setting and and thinking, um, you know, with the kids school year, I volunteer a lot. And, you know, so that's a lot of like August, September, you know, Mm. goal setting and planning. So it tends to be more of a year round for me versus, you know, January 1st, we've got to, you know, be a whole new better person. (laughs) Well, and I'm glad you got, and this is why I wanted to get you on, Stephanie. I mean, the thing about it is, is that it's kind of like when we talked about find your lane, it's like, there's so many different ways to do it. You have to find what works for you. And when you shared that just now, I was thinking, you know, there's people listening right now going, I don't have time or that's just not in my wheelhouse to do at the end of the year or the first year, but in the summertime or a different period, I do like to reflect and I do like to decide, Hey, where do I want to go? And what you shared is just right on target, right? It's not, there's not a rule. (laughs) You have to do this to be successful, right? I love that. Yeah. You got to find what works for you. And, you know, if setting New Year's resolutions works, then that's great. But, yeah. you know, if you find yourself setting them, failing in them, getting defeated and just giving up, then that, that's clearly not working, right? So find it maybe just first of the month or, you know, mm-hmm. once a quarter. You know, just find what is realistic and will keep you motivated. Well, and like you said earlier, too, uh, and and a lot of times you can talk to different people and just get insight. And, and then once you get enough insight, then you can decide, okay, well, now I'm going to kind of put something together here uh, that might, that might help. Hey, I'm, I'm curious. I always like to ask a question around like what drives somebody, what drives you? I mean, obviously, you know, the obvious answers, you know, faith, family, keep me going. I, you know, I love helping people. Acts of service is my love language. You know, if you've done mm. that with the five love languages, oh, <laughs> okay. service. Um, and yeah, just, and I think, again, that goes back to how I ended up in the career that I'm in, you know, is, is being with people energizes me and helping others and in any little way is kind of what keeps me going. And, you know, what I'm thinking a little bit, too, about that is younger, like, like uh, I shouldn't say younger, but just newer students or new professionals, mm-hmm. I'm finding kind of excites me, too, right? Because mm. it's like, oh, like, let's, let's get these, these new people going and, and their energy and excitement and, 
naivety in some way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you can take from that and, and draw some energy from too. Well, and that's one of the things I know that uh, when, you know, from the, the conference we talked about earlier, the HR Southwest, there's a big college population and yes. they probably energize you, don't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, that, that was kind of another one of those major moments is, you know, with the conference companies or individuals can sponsor students to attend. And so Mm -hmm. most, I think pretty much always students get to attend the conference for free and what a gift that is. And it was in attending my first conference that I was like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. I love this. Um, so if you haven't sponsored a student and you can, even if it's just 20 bucks, you know, if everybody puts in 20 bucks, it can get Mm -hmm. the students there. But yeah, I love seeing them. Um, and you know, bringing that newness to the profession. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've loved watching your, your career growth over the years since, since we've met, I, I would love for you to share on, uh, with those listening, um, maybe their early career, maybe their mid career. What, what are a couple of things that you, when you reflect and you say, these are the couple of things that have been instrumental in my career progression, what, what would, what would those be? Surrounding myself with people who know a lot more than me mm. and not being afraid <laughs> to, to do that. Right. So, and again, we're going to, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm coming back to the conference here, but you know, where else can someone who's new in their profession or heck even experience be around people willing to share their knowledge and, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're not competing with each other. We're, we're here to help each other, um, you know, and we're facing daily struggles. So, you know, not being afraid to admit that I don't know and surrounding myself with those who do has helped bring me up to that next level. Kind of with that too is, you just being honest and humble, you know, mm. it's always have to come back to that of, you know, not being afraid to admit when you make a mistake. I shouldn't say that because you're going to be afraid to admit a mistake. It's it's hard, right? And so just, I guess, having the courage to admit you've made a mistake and, and owning up to that, or if you don't know something, you know, just saying that and, and going for it. Yeah. It, and, and it's hard though, to admit, I don't know. It's like, I, I want to, I don't want them to think I don't know. Um, but <laughs> you said something from the very start of the podcast. So, and you, you were talking about embrace and, and I keep thinking about how you have embraced, uh, you know, the courage to go and surround yourself with good people and embrace technology and embrace all these different things. And that's probably one of the things that helped you more than anything how, like, I don't know. I mean, how, I mean, for someone listening right now, they're like, I, I want to, I want to be able to, um, you know, have the courage to do this. How, how did you, how did you do it? Like, were you like, were you, I don't know, did somebody help you get that confidence? How did you get the confidence to just ask or, um, or, or to just do some of the things that you did? I don't think of myself as a person with a lot of confidence. So okay. I don't think that that's just naturally it. I guess maybe being willing to, to listen, right? So everyone's going to tell you to admit that you make a mistake. And so it, to me, it's more the courage and trust that, mm. okay, my boss said it's okay to tell her that I messed up. So I'm going to trust her that I can come to her with this and, and 
find that way. And, you know, I've had bosses like my current boss who fully stand behind that and, and they, they do those things and you stay with those people for a long time. And, you know, I've had other managers that, you know, you admit that mistake to and it falls down and you know, like, nope, this is not, this is not my place I'm going to be. So, you know, it's, it's kind of just having that, that trust and, and if it doesn't work, then find someone who, who will, <laughs> because uh, yeah. we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. So. I, and I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that. I, I love that, uh, how you frame that up. And but we're also going to have times of failure. I mean, I've, my career is full of failure, uh, but that's how we, <laughs> that's how we learn. That's how we grow, isn't it? Yep, absolutely. Yep. Got to learn. And, and that's, you know, especially, you know, spending a lot of time in project management, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of people skip in the process, but it's very mm. important is that last step of, okay, now that we're at the end, like, let's look back, like, what did we do? Great. Let's mm. repeat that. And, and where did we mess up? Because there's always going to be things you can do better. And so, you know, taking that time to, to think back and you know, take action on what, what could be better. Man, that's a good, that's a great point. I love that. All the, the follow-up, the last, the last step, you know, it's like the one yard line. Yeah. It's like, you got to finish it. Right. Uh, right. All the exactly. Way through. Yeah. Yep. And get that feedback. <laughs> oh my gosh. This has been so good. Hey, I want to, I want to ask you this before we shift to us time to accelerate. I always like to ask around advice. Have you ever been given advice? It was just so good. You just find yourself sharing that with others and maybe it came early in your career or from a family. Uh, any thoughts on that? Well, a lot of what we've kind of talked about, right. Is just surrounding yourself with good people. Yep. Um, volunteering in your and being involved in your professional association you know it's yeah. not it's not good enough just to to be a member you know you have to go to the events you have to talk to the people um and and interject and you know something small that i learned uh, you know if we want a very tactical thing is you know when you go to these networking events you know someone once said is you know look for some like a a medium-sized group, you know, three or four people that are talking because, and that's a lot easier to join in. You know, if you find two people, you never know, it could be, you know, a serious conversation and then it's awkward. Um, or if it's a large group, you know, that's hard to find your place in, but either look for the person who's standing alone because they probably are like you and looking for someone to talk to, or, you know, find the three to four person group and, and interject into that and, kind of makes those networking events a little bit easier to to get into i love that oh my gosh that is so good i've heard different people talk about different ways of networking but i hadn't really thought about hey if it's two they may be having a conversation look for that medium size and yes. and that can be in you know whether it's a, a conference or a meeting or whatever the case may be but what you're saying also is you still have to have the courage to go and act. Yeah. You have to go up and introduce yourself. And what's interesting is most people that are in those situations, especially conferences, most of the time, they don't even know each other. They just met, but it doesn't look like yeah. that from the outside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all just faking it till we make it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're, we're all we most of us don't know what we're doing most of the time. <laughs> so, you know, so just, it, you know, embrace your humanity and your flaws. Mm. And, you know, that's not an easy thing to do by any means, but, you know, we're all just trying to do it. And you know what, if someone doesn't accept that in you, that's not the person you're supposed to be with anyways, right? Mm. Like that's not the friend or the peer that you need. So, 
you know, find the peer that will accept those flaws mm. and, and willing to share theirs and, and grow on those together. Yeah. Find your cheerleaders, find the people that inspire yeah. you and say, I read a meme one time. It, it, it's, it said, it's not about, Hey, here I am. It's find the people that say, Hey, there you are. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what you're saying. That's so good. You know, I have like, uh, for those who list, I got like a page of notes here. This is so good. <laughs> um, hey, we're going to shift to it's time to accelerate. I want to ask you a few fun questions as we kind of uh, conclude here. What's one thing you're looking ahead to the new year? It's it's a fun season for me. You know, I've got a nine year old and a seven year old, and so they're doing all the fun things. And so, you know, I they're I doing look all the fun things. things. Yeah, just doing all the fun things. Um, you know, continuing to grow in my career. You know, mm. I've been in the tech space for a while, um, but but kind of in a almost in a niche of it. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm lucky that you know our my company does a lot of like cross training opportunities and or just you know allowing me to to further my knowledge and you know just what new clients. You know, one thing I love about what I, I do is you know I know about myself. I I like I'd like completion, you know, I'm a checklist person. And so, you know, with an implementation, there's an end and I get to see a concrete result and get a sneak peek into a lot of different companies. And so that's always fun is what new clients going to hit my desk and who do I get to learn and meet and projects I get to complete. <laughs> I love that checklist person, huh? So if you are, didn't get oh. to check something off, you're probably like, it's probably bothering you all night, isn't it? <laughs> oh Yeah. Yeah, I'm the person that writes, you know, if you do something not on the list, I write it on the list just to mark it off. Like, yeah. <laughs> I do that as well. Oh my gosh. It's like, hey, yeah, I didn't yeah. have that on my to-do list. I'm writing that down so I can check it off. Yeah. I got to did it. I got to I got to have that comp sense of accomplishment greatness. is the number that's, one thing. Oh, Stephanie, that's greatness. <laughs> I love that. Hey, I always talk about great leaders or grateful leaders. What What are you grateful for? grateful for my life. I'm very blessed, you know, and you know, I talk about the two years I got to take time off and obviously not everybody can do that. And that was a very fortunate thing that was meant for, for me and my, and that family in that season. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for new friends that I've been making in my neighborhood, you know, my, my network, you know, again, a lot of you guys have known for 10, 20 years and chat on a, on a regular basis. And so you know, always grateful for that and grateful to work for a great company. You know, Lofton's taken an interesting approach that uh, I work remote. I'm very grateful to work remote. I've worked remote for probably about 10 years. Um, and so, you know, they they create an environment, though, where you want to come to the office instead of trying to say, hey, here's the policy of it has to be X number of days. And so, you know, kind of also kind of looking forward to you know, how, how does that look and that continue to evolve for people and in the technology space and in the HR world in general? I love that. That's so fantastic. Hey, well, let me ask you this outside of work. You talked to, you got a couple of girls there. What energizes yeah. you? Well, they, they are very energetic. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are um, competitive gymnasts. And Ooh. so, you know, I look at them and think, gosh, if I just did half the, if I did a fraction of the work that they did, I'd be a much healthier person. Um, and so, so that, and, you know, I'm also kind of in a good season where I'm able to start going to more networking events hmm. and, and being around people more, you know, instead of just the daily grind. And so yeah. that's, I'm, I'm, I'm a extrovert. I get energy from people. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Hey, I have yeah. one last question for you. 
probably my finest question, Stephanie, 10 years older. <laughs> she's around the corner knocking at your front door and you go answer that door. What's she going to tell you? I'd say she's going to say most of what I'm worried about now doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> you know, it didn't matter. You know, just stay focused on the big picture and, you know, what that looks like versus the, the stress of the day to day. And just kind of do the next right thing. You know, you might not always know what, what's coming. You might not know where you want to go. Um, but just, or, you know, on those bad days, <laughs> just, you know, what's the very next right thing in this exact moment? What can I do? Um, and keep going with that. You'll end up in the right place. <laughs> I love that. Focus on what matters. Stephanie, Joseph, you are, uh, you're an inspiration. And I appreciate you coming on and just sharing your wisdom and your perspective. Uh, I've learned a lot today. As a matter of fact, I, I'm going to try to, I'm, I, I I just circled embrace. I'm going to try to embrace more things like as that. well. So I like that a lot. So sounds like a name of a book, uh, but this has been so good. <laughs> hey, if somebody wanted to connect with you, they heard you share something and they're like, hey, I want to dive more into that or, or I just want to be connected. Is there a way that uh, listeners could connect? You know, I'm LinkedIn. Okay. I, I, I'm not good about posting. Maybe that's one of my goals I can put for, for 2024. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I do I receive the messages. Okay. I do try to only connect with people I really know. So definitely, you know, if you if, please reach out and, you know, let me know you heard me on, on Bruce's podcast. And so that I know that there's a, a personal connection there and we can Perfect. build that further. Perfect. I'll put your link in the show notes and yes, Please let uh, Stephanie know why you're connecting. You heard her on the show. Maybe there's something that you she shared that has impacted you. She would love to hear it. So, uh, hey, I appreciate you coming on the show. This has been so much fun. I'm glad to finally get you on the show. And I can't <laughs> wait to watch your journey ahead. And I can't wait to share this conversation. So thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Bruce. It's been fun. And happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.